Hello, this is Blond Lee. Welcome to my podcast, where I will discuss life wisdom, Buddhism, spirituality, meditation, as well as my thoughts on different schools of philosophy and religion. Among my readers, the number one obstacle I see people face in meditation and spirituality is letting go of thoughts, emotions, and handling the wandering mind. So, in this first episode, I am going to teach you how to let go of emotional pain, negative thoughts, and how to quiet your mind, even if you can't stop thinking. Before we start, just a quick note to remind you that I'm going to upload the complete transcript, as well as an actionable checklist version of this post for you to download for free. Just go to blondly.com. That's b l o n l e e dot com slash podcast zero one, and feel free to download them. Okay, so let me open by sharing my story with you. I'm a Buddhist, and I study Chinese Zen. And when I first started practicing the principles of Zen, I used to believe I can become completely thoughtless, still peaceful. Happy all the time, and all those spiritual good stuff. Like everybody else, I dreamed of walking around with no thoughts, taking a shower with no thoughts, eating with no thoughts. You get the idea. Just imagine how enlightened and spiritually exalted I could become. But of course, it wasn't like what I thought it would be. In reality. I was always thinking; it never stopped. Ideas would come out of nowhere, and my day would just be filled with endless mental dialogues flooding my head. I wouldn't even have a moment of peace. I just wanted to have a completely silent mind, but I wasn't getting it. As a Buddhist and an avid reader of spiritual literature. I have a lot of concepts in my mind, and in a desperate attempt to silence my mind, I would scramble for the perfect technique to use for the situation, and I would try everything I could imagine to silence my mind and to force those unwanted thoughts out of my head. But the result is, the harder I force myself, the noisier my mind became. Everything I did to let go makes me cling harder to the thoughts I want to let go of. At that phase of my spiritual life, I was constantly frustrated and angry with myself. Even as I called myself as a Zen practitioner, and I did practice diligently every day, I was never at peace—not even close. But I didn't give up. As I read more and more about traditional Buddhism. I came across an old book that I've read before. It was called the Platform Sutra of the Sixth Patriarchy. Now, this is arguably the most important sutra in the Zen school, as it lays the foundation and the basic underlying principles of its teachings. I read this book when I was still dabbling in Buddhism. I didn't really think much of it. In fact, I think I even misinterpreted it a little at the time. But now that I have all these experiences, as I referred 
to this book again, I had a whole new realization. The realization is that I don't have to silence my thoughts in order to feel peaceful. I don't have to let go of anything to be free. Here are the quotes from the book by the master Huineng that addresses the problem of silencing thoughts and forcing the mind to be empty. Some people teach men to sit viewing the mind and viewing purity, not moving and not activating the mind, and to this they devote their efforts. Deluded people do not realize that this is wrong, cling to this doctrine and become confused. There are many such people. Those who instruct in this way are, from the outset, greatly mistaken. Here is the second quote. The deluded man clings to the characteristics of things, thinks that straightforward mind is sitting without moving and casting aside delusions. Here is the third quote. The mind has nothing to do with thinking because its fundamental source is empty. After I read this sutra, I knew I finally found the answer. I was too hung up on trying to let go. I wanted to kill all my thoughts, but the reality is that I became obsessed with them, even though they are the very things I was trying to get rid of. If you're like me, when you try too hard to let go, the opposite happens, and your bad emotions are even amplified. You'll just end up frustrated and angry this way. And now I'm going to share with you the correct mindset you should have if you really want to let go of bad emotions and the actionable steps you can take to start to really let go. The first thing is that you need to understand it is impossible to silence your mind. Under the influence of many popular spiritual teachings, many of us interpret it surrendering and letting go as silencing your mind and not thinking at all. You want to banish all those negative emotions from your mind. But we don't need to get rid of thoughts, be it negative or positive. We shouldn't get rid of any of our thoughts at all. Why? Because it is human to have thoughts. It is human to have positive and negative feelings. It just means you have a healthy and functioning brain. In Buddhism, this is explained very clearly. The human is made up of six organs. Eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind. And from these six organs came the six senses. Sight, sound, smell, taste, feeling, and thoughts. These organs all have something in common. It is that they are all functioning continuously. No matter how much you control your environment, no matter how much you avoid things, as long as you have a pair of healthy eyes, you will see things, whether they are beautiful or ugly. As long as you have a pair of ears, you will hear things, whether they're melodious or disturbing. As long as you have a nose, you will smell things, be they fragrant or putrid. As long as you have a tongue, you will taste things, be they delicious or revolting. As long as you have a body, you will feel things, be it hot 
or cold, pleasurable or painful. The same goes for your mind. As long as you have a mind, you are going to think things, be they positive or negative. If you want to get rid of a specific function, you will have to destroy the corresponding organ. If you don't want to see, you will have to destroy your eyes. If you don't want to hear, you'll have to destroy your ears. If you don't want to think, you will have to destroy your mind. Now I've given you a lot of examples, but the underlying message is simple. No man can completely control what he thinks. So remind yourself next time when you try to silence your mind or banish a particular thought that you are doing the impossible. Just as you cannot make your eyes not see, your ears not hear, there is no way that you can make your mind not think. The second thing is to never judge yourself. Now that you realize it is impossible to completely control your thoughts, I want you to know something. And here it goes. A quiet mind is not a mind with no thoughts, or with only the thoughts you like. Rather, it is a decision you make to embrace every emotion and thought that arises within you. Here's the irony. When you embrace all your thoughts without judgment, no matter how annoying they are, how negative or how destructive they are, as long as you don't act on them, your mind will calm down. But how do you do this? The key is to not judge yourself. That's it. Don't beat yourself up for thinking whatever negative thoughts. If you do, you're giving yourself unnecessary stress and anxiety. Think about it. If you beat yourself up, you're actually adding another layer of negative emotion on top of the original emotion that you are already feeling. If you try to resist it, if you try to fight whatever it is in your mind, you're resisting to what is inevitable. There's a famous saying, whatever you resist persists. I think there is great wisdom in this quote, because following this line of reasoning, the more you fight your thoughts, the more you will amplify them. So the first thing you should do to let go of negative thoughts is not trying to actively banish them, but to be okay with them being there while not clinging onto them. Being non-judgmental to your thoughts strips the power away from those thoughts. So be okay with whatever thoughts you have, and you will be one step closer to inner peace. The third step is to focus on something. Now, if you meditate, you will know that you need to focus in meditation. It could be your breath or a mantra. The purpose of a focus is that it restrains your mind from wandering. Like the Buddha said, your mind is a dancing monkey. It is always looking for ways to escape from your control. And when you're not in control of your mind, you will naturally cling on to the positive and negative and attach yourself to them. On the contrary, focus is like an oak tree that keeps the monkey in check. To keep the monkey from breaking away, you tie a rope between the monkey and the tree, 
whenever you realize the monkey's gone too far, the rope will bring the monkey back to the trunk of the tree, and you will then regain control of your own mind, and you will then be able to handle and view your thoughts in a correct way. But unlike meditation, this is very hard to do in daily life, because most of our daily actions are so automated that we don't even think about them. They have become habitual. Things like using the bathroom, taking a shower, eating, or walking are very hard to focus on, because we do these stuff so frequently every day. Our brain decides that we should not focus too much on them, because if you have to exert energy on every step you make, your will power will be exhausted very quickly. So our brain just outsourced these tasks to our subconscious so that we don't have to think about them all the time. But now that the mind is freed up, it begins to wander around and think about nonsense. Unwanted thoughts start to pop up. We don't only want to be relaxed and happy just in meditation; we want them in every moment of our lives. So it is important that we use every single chance we get to practice our mind. To do this, you need to focus on every single task you do in your daily lives, no matter how small it is. In Zen, there are a few tricks that people use. To make daily tasks easier to focus on, and in turn make everything a spiritual and meditative practice. The first trick is to mentally remind yourself of your actions. What I mean by this is basically just using self-talk to remind yourself what you are doing right now, so your focus is directed back to the action instead of wandering around. For example, when you wash your hands, you mentally tell yourself, "I'm washing my hands. I'm washing my hands. I'm washing my hands." Personally, I have the best experience using this technique in sleep. I have a hard time falling asleep at night because my mind is always thinking too much. All those thoughts and worries are stopping me from drifting off, and they are driving my attention away. From actually sleeping, and usually at this point, I will start telling myself, "I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping." And the magical thing is, as soon as I talk to myself like this, I will immediately go back into my body again, and also I'll begin to feel the warmth in my blanket, the softness of my bed, and the silence around me. It is a very relaxing experience. And it helped me to let go of my worries and fall asleep quicker. The second trick is to focus on your senses. You basically direct your attention back to your body and out of your head, using your feelings. A good example is showering. For most of us, we rarely enjoy a good shower, and instead, we use that time to think about our plans. And worry about stuff. By shifting our focus back to our senses, you will finally realize how sensually extravagant the act of showering actually is. Start with observing how water 
trickles down the surface of your skin. Pay extra attention to how the water make contact with your body. Take a deep breath and savor the fragrance of the soap that you're rubbing your body with. Enjoy the warmth that the water and steam provides. Listen to the sounds of flowing water. Let all the senses calm you down, and bring you back to the present moment. The third trick is to do things differently, or, in other words, make things more challenging. A classic technique that all Zen masters use is to do everything in slow motion. This may sound easy to you, but it is actually not. When you are slowed down, you are forced into making movements consciously, instead of on autopilot. You'll also have a hard time doing whatever you usually do. This alone will put you into the state of mindfulness and concentration. There are many other tricks that you can accomplish the same goal to make things challenging. Be creative with this one, and experiment. Now that you know some tricks. To make yourself focus more, it's time to go back to our oak tree and monkey analogy. When you start practicing this, your focus may be weak, and instead of a strong tree, your focus may be like a sprout, where it is easily uprooted by your dancing monkey. But you shouldn't give up at this point. Just plant another tree, return to your focus again. And each time you are drawn away from your focus, and you return to it afterwards, your ability to concentrate will strengthen. It is like each time you plant your tree, it will have its roots deeper and its trunk stronger than the time before. In this sense, it is actually a good thing that you are drawn away from your focus, because it is an opportunity for you to become aware of your thoughts. And learn to really let go. If you really want a quiet mind and let your thoughts go, you have to make everything in your life a practice. And from your practice, learn not to judge yourself. Learn to be okay with whatever that happens, and learn to relax. You may not be able to do this at first. This is a practice of a lifetime. Zen masters dedicate their lives to this stuff. But don't let this deter you, because soon, as you practice more and more, you will feel a click in your brain. When this happens, your inner being will be overflowing with tranquility and calmness. This is not because you silenced your mind, not because you have banished all your negative thoughts, and not because you have mastered a lot of techniques. It is because you are now okay with everything. It is because now you are at ease with everything, not just with the outside world, but also with your own thoughts, emotions, and feelings. You are okay with interruptions and distractions. You are even okay with thinking negative thoughts. And when you are okay, you don't hang on to anything. In other words, you learn to let things go. This is true surrendering. This is the real meaning of letting go. But until then, practice like those who are living the holy life.
Change the way you see your thoughts. Change the way you deal with them. This is your first step to a quiet mind and a tranquil life. And soon you'll have the inner peace you've always dreamed of. This is the end of this episode, and just a reminder that you can download the complete transcript and a checklist version of this podcast for free at blonley.com. That's b l o n l e e dot com slash podcast zero one. Please leave a review on iTunes if you can. I would really appreciate it. And send me an email at. Blonl b l o n l at mail dot com without the g, and tell me what you think about this episode. I hope you have a great day. This is Blonly, and until next time.